Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, September uh, 20th. Uh, as always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. And again, it's just me today. Uh, half of the T and TNT Sports Talk. Um, I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Uh, like we said, Truman hasn't been on for about three to four weeks. But I was able to track him down, get him to give me some of his time. We sat in my car uh, in the parking lot after classes and recorded about 15 minutes of him giving me his game picks um, and me giving his game picks. Kind of what we do with Brian, but it's a lot better sounding because uh, he was actually with me. Uh, we sat in my car. We were able to record. It's about 15 minutes long, like I said, and we're going game by game by game, giving you our game picks for this week for the NFL Week 3. Um so that's later in the show. We got a big question and answer, pretty highly debated question and answer coming on later in the show too. So it's a pretty good show today for you. Um, so we we ask that you keep listening and uh, sit back and enjoy whatever you're doing. So let's start with football. Obviously, we always start with football, especially now we're in the fall. Uh, we're going to start with college football though. Um, some of these big games we got going on this week. Uh, there's only two. Uh, ranked opponents going against each other, and that's uh, Alabama's playing Texas A&M, who's obviously one versus 22. Um, and then I think the last game, yeah, Stanford versus Oregon. Stanford's number seven, Oregon's 20. Um, this is kind of Alabama's first test versus a ranked opponent, although Texas A&M, they're a good team. They're a solid team. They're not the top-tier program yet. Jimbo Fisher's going to get them there, but not yet. So I wouldn't say this is a, you know, very exciting game this week, but it is interesting because uh, Alabama will finally face a ranked opponent. Uh, Texas is playing TCU. TCU, like I said, they lost last week. They look good versus Ohio State, um, but uh, Texas won a big game last week versus USC. If Texas can beat TCU, uh, I think Texas slowly starts to put it together and puts himself on the map. Uh, then obviously Stanford and Oregon, that's big, a 7 versus 20. Oregon's still trying to reposition themselves in that top tier um category uh that they were in a couple years ago at when they had Mariota and uh all those players um so they're still trying to reposition themselves into the top you know upper echelon of college football and this is a big chance for them if they can beat Stanford who is a good team uh you know Bryce Love's one of the best running backs in college that could be a huge win for them and then Ohio State my my team we got Urban Meyer. He'll be back coaching it up on the sidelines for the first time since last year. He missed those first three games. Um, Ryan Day helped to steer this program in the right direction. He's got an easy test with Tulane, which is huge because we have Penn State next week. Although, this could be a little bit of a trap game. Tulane's not a bad team. And then, uh, obviously, your Tulane sandwiched in between you know TCU and Penn State. So, we're still coming off the high of the TCU win. And, you know, we're slowly starting to look more at Penn State. And Tulane just seems more of a, you know, a little hurdle for us to cross before we get to the big dogs at Penn State next week, which is probably the biggest game of the year for Ohio State. If they can beat Penn State, I think they're right there in the conversation as one of the best teams in the country, even though they are the best team in the country right now. And we were dealt a huge blow today with Nick Bosa. He's getting surgery on his core, I guess. Ian Rappaport said that that type of injury is six weeks usually to come back on the field. So we're going to lose Nick Bosa for a long period of time. Um, that's annoying because obviously you're losing one of the best players in the country. But also, uh, you know, he, he would play a huge role in Penn State and stuff like that. The Bosa brothers, the past couple of uh, years, have really helped us to beat Penn State a couple times. Um, 
But Ohio State does have the depth to back up the Bosa loss. Draymond Jones, Robert Landers, Chase Young, you know, these young guys really, Tyreek Smith is going to get an opportunity here, uh, and that's going to be huge. I think, obviously, they're all five-star recruits, so I think they're going to get a uh, a good amount of work, especially versus Tulane, which is helpful because Tulane will kind of warm us up for Penn State because we're still trying to reshift our defense now that we now that we lost Nick Bosa. Uh, so we wish the best to Nick Bosa. Hopefully he comes back uh, soon. Um, last game I want to talk about was Wisconsin versus Iowa. That's at Iowa. It's at eight o'clock, I think. Let me check. Eight thirty. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by three, which is not that much. Uh, for a ranked opponent, I know they fell to 18 after that huge loss at BYU. But playing at Iowa at home, one of the worst places to play on the road at 8:30, you throw all the rankings out, you throw all the records out. Iowa is one of those teams where anybody can lose to them on any day, uh, especially at home. It's a pretty tough place to play down there in Iowa. So if Wisconsin loses two straight, they're done. Uh, I still think if they beat, if they went out, they might have a shot if they win the Big Ten to get to the playoffs. But I think. I think they're a lower-tier program. They're, they can't compete with the guys like Ohio State and Penn State. But I don't know. If they can beat Iowa, win out, win the Big Ten, they'll obviously be in the playoffs contention. Because I think you should, if you win the Big Ten, you should be in playoff contention, unlike last year for some reason. Oh, yeah, that was because Alabama and Saban decided to whine and cry for him to get in. But that's all I wanted to talk about there. We're going to go to football now in the NFL. Uh, some big injury news. We talked a lot about the storylines, you know, Josh Gordon going to the Patriots, uh, and what else, Fonte Davis, stuff like that. Um, so I just want to go through a couple of these injuries. I'm just scrolling through the injury report right now if it loads. Um, but we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. He'll be back next week. No problems there. Um, he'll be healthy. Uh they said his knee might be getting worse, but I, I don't think that's an issue. We're going against Washington. Washington doesn't have the best pass rush in the league. We faced, obviously, two teams in a row with the Bears and the Vikings, two of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So it's going to be a little bit easier. I know they got uh, Krieger, I think. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Krieger. What, the, what am I talking about? Kerrigan is a pretty good pass rusher. Jonathan Allen's young. Um, so they do have some talent. I'll give them that. But they're not going to uh, be anywhere near, you know, Anthony Barr, Khalil Mack, Lin, Linville Joseph, Everson Griffin, Eddie Goldman, these type of top-tier pass rushers. So that's going to help out Aaron Rodgers a lot. This isn't loading, this injury report. I should have written it down, but I didn't. Um, but uh, some other injuries, Jarvis Landry, uh He's questionable for tonight. I guess he's expected to play, which is huge for my fantasy team. Uh, sorry, Zach, I'm going to kill you this week in fantasy football. Uh, just saying. Uh, what else? Uh, Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey, two big, big-time, prime-time players. They'll be back next week. That's huge. Uh, they'll be back this week, actually, for the Eagles. They're going to get, you know, their MVP candidate and one of their top receivers, which is choose because they lost Mike Wallace uh, to IR this week. He'll be back later in the season. Um, other guys, other names, uh, Richard Matthews? Jordan Matthews. Yes, Richard Matthews. Uh, Jordan Matthews signed back with the Eagles. Uh, he was in Buffalo last year. He decided to come back to the Eagles, was a free agent for a little while. Um, other than that, though, that's all I wanted to touch upon was injuries. Um 
if it were to load it, I could probably give you a little bit more, but it didn't. Uh, it's my fault. I should have written it down, but I didn't. Uh, so we're going to move on to our interview. Like I said, this was recorded in my 2005 Volvo in the parking lot of uh, my college. Uh, so bear with us, but it sounds pretty good because we're in such a you know confined little space. But it sounds pretty good, so enjoy. Um, and then once that's all over, we'll talk some basketball, talk some baseball, and get into some segments and get into some question and answer. So enjoy the interview with Truman. All right, we're here uh, sitting in the Ashland University commuter parking lot uh, with Truman Karcheski. How's it going, guys? Back on. He hasn't been on for, what is this, three weeks now? At least that. Three, four weeks, we, he hasn't been on. Supposed to have a phone interview, but he screwed that up. So now uh, I got him. We're gonna be we're sitting in my car right now. Uh, gonna go through these game picks real quick. Uh, go each game by game, give a couple lines on each game, talk about them a little bit. I'm ready to do it. All right, we'll start with Thursday's game, the Jets and the Browns. Uh, if you're looking at the schedule a couple months ago, you said this is a pretty shitty game, but... Uh, no, I think it's pretty decent now. You know, Jets are going to Cleveland. They're going to take on the Browns. Uh, what we got in this game? Um, I got Cleveland. Uh, it's in Cleveland. Oh, I got the Jets. <clears throat> uh, it's in Cleveland. Uh, the Browns have showed that they are on the verge of winning some games. If they had a good kicker, they'd be 2-0. Um, I think the place will be rocking. Um, you know, I don't think their kicker problems are solved because they added someone who I think is going to be just as bad. Um but I think the Browns are finally going to win the game. I think the offense comes into play. I don't know how the weather's going to be up there or anything like that. But I think the Browns are going to finally get a win um, because, like I said, they're they're a kicker away from being two and zero, and that sounds crazy. And Sam Darnold, um, a rookie quarterback on a short week, it'll be tough. Yeah, I get the rookie quarterback on a short week, but uh, I like Sam Darnold. I don't I don't think the Browns are ready to win yet. Uh, their offense the past couple weeks hasn't been great. Uh, I think I'm, I get it. Their defense is pretty good. I think it'll be a close game. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think Sam Darnold had a bad week last week, but he'll bounce back uh, and take this game. All right, then we'll go to Sunday. New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, the Saints, what are the Saints? 0-2, right? No, Saints no same 1-1. One one. One. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Atlanta's 1-1. One one. Uh, both had – the Saints looked pretty bad the last couple weeks. Yeah, they've looked bad, but they always do. Atlanta looked bad the first week, but they looked good the next week. Uh who are you picking here? Um, I'm going New Orleans. Uh, I know it's in Atlanta, and that's a really tough place to play. But those teams down in domes, you know, whether it's in New Orleans, whether it's Atlanta, they just have shootouts. And I think this is the week where Drew Brees kind of just goes not, off. It's not a dome. Yeah, it is. No, they got the little thing. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. They got the little uh, opening. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. There's an opening, and it's not a it's full dome. Mercedes Look it up Benz. right now. It's not a full dome. It's not the Mercedes, is it? Yes. They got the new stadium. Mercedes-Benz Atlanta Falcons Stadium. It's not a dome. Yes, it is. It's, they have the little circle, the it's skylight. Dome. No, don't type dome, type stadium. Stadium. That's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. The Atlanta Falcons do not play outside. Yeah, that opens up. No, it doesn't. Yes, it Okay, look it up. Open. Open. Nope. You look up the pictures. You're looking at one second. See? It's a dome. Though. It opens up though. One little. It's hole. like a half okay, dome. Okay, well it's a dome. Okay, whatever. So they play in the dome. They both play in domes, and they're oh, always no. shootout. And I think Drew Brees is the better quarterback, so I think New Orleans is gonna win. 
I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think New Orleans looks like crap the last couple of weeks. Uh, Atlanta at home. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty tough place to play. Uh, I always give the home team a little bit of an advantage. And I think Atlanta is just the better team than New Orleans right now until they get Ingram back. All right, next game, Denver at Baltimore. Uh, Denver's 2-0. Baltimore's 1-1. Uh, but Denver's... Uh, they're not a real 2-0 team in my book. I don't think they're that good. Uh, I think Baltimore's pretty good, so I'm going to go Baltimore here at home. Uh, well, we disagree again. I'm going Denver. Uh, Denver's 2-0. I think Case Keenum is um, a solid quarterback. Uh, Baltimore looked, uh, at least in the first half, looked horrible against a Cincinnati team that, um, you know, isn't the greatest. So I'm going to go. You're a big Cincy guy. Because I think they suck. Um, I think I think I'm going uh, Denver here. Uh, I think Denver's gonna get to three zero. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, where are we at? I'm going Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the better team. I think Joe Flacco is having a pretty decent season. I think the Bengals are for real. We'll talk about the game in a second. And I think you know that was a pretty close matchup. Plus, it's a Thursday night, which I don't give a lot of. I put a lot of weight on Thursday night games. It's a short week. All right. Next game: Cincinnati at Carolina. Uh, it's at Carolina, like I said. Well, Cincinnati's two and zero, and the most uh, one of those teams that you know it's kind of surprising. They're two and zero, and Carolina is one and one. No, yeah, yeah one and one. They lost last week to the Falcons. Who you got this game? Um, I have Carolina uh, at home wow. after a tough loss to Atlanta. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the Bengals have done pretty you know they've done good um the past two weeks but you know they beat an indianapolis team that everyone's kind of skeptical about um and then they beat a baltimore team who is very inconsistent so we'll see but you know andy dalton on the road in carolina against a tough panthers defense and a good quarterback in cam newton i think carolina's gonna win i think cincinnati's gonna win. i think cincinnati this is like i said the first like truman said they beat indianapolis and they beat the ravens two teams that nobody really knows where to rack rank those guys yet um, I think Carolina's known as a good team, and I think this is Cincinnati's chance to kind of come out and prove to everybody that they're going to be a good team. They're, they'll start 3-0. Next game, Giants and the Texans. Uh, it's at Houston. Both of these teams have been kind of unimpressive the first couple of weeks. Uh, are they both 0-2? Yes, they are both 0-2, uh, which is surprising, especially for Houston. Uh, so this is kind of a game that the winner will hopefully get back on track so I'm going to go Houston here. I think Houston's the more talented team, and the Giants' offensive line is complete crap, uh, and they're going to have a hard time blocking J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, I think the Giants have looked horrible. Um, I don't think Eli Manning is a good quarterback anymore, and I think the Giants need to find his replacement. Um, so I'm going to go Houston because I still like Deshaun Watson. I still feel like that offense is going to be electrifying. Uh, so I'm going to go Houston here, and I think this could be a week where they finally come out. I think that's the first game we've agreed on. Yep. Next game, Tennessee at Jacksonville. I think Tennessee's decent, not great like the past couple years. I think Jacksonville's a top-tier team. I think Jacksonville easily takes this one at home. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville. Kansas City at, or no, 49ers at Kansas City. Kansas City, that offense has just been a straight-up wagon this entire season. Pat Mahomes, probably MVP candidate so far. it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he does next week, but uh, I'm going to go Kansas City at home easily over the 49ers. Yeah, I think the 49ers have looked unimpressive in the past two weeks, so I'm going to go with Kansas City. All right. Next game, where are we at? Oakland at Miami. Miami's 2-0. Oakland's 0-2. This is a good chance for Gruden to finally get his first win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Miami's a pretty good team. Uh, I like Tannehill. I know a lot of people don't, 
I think Miami will take this one. Um, I'm going to go Oakland here. I think this is where Gruden gets his first win. Uh, in the first half against the Rams in their first game, Oakland looked really good. Uh, second half, they kind of sputtered. Um, and then in Denver, uh, that's a tough place to play. Oakland, uh, they lost the close game, but I, I've liked the way their defense has played. they got to get a pass rush, you know, after Khalil Mack lost. Uh, or, um, they lost True. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, and then their offense, you know, Derek Carr looked really good in the in uh, the game against Denver. So I think this is where they kind of figured out. I'm not too sold on Miami yet, so I'm going to go with Oakland. Buffalo at Minnesota. Both Minnesota here. Buffalo is just a complete mess right now. It's just a dumpster fire there. Uh, And it's at Minnesota. Minnesota we don't like, but Buffalo is trash. Yeah. Indianapolis at Philadelphia. This could be an interesting game. Carson Wentz is coming back. We don't know how good he's going to be. Uh, but it's at Philadelphia. Indianapolis, I don't think, is ready yet to really take that next step. So I'm going to go Philadelphia at home. Yeah, I'm going Philly. Green Bay at Washington. Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, there's no question there. Washington's decent, but Green Bay's better. Could be a trap game, but Green Bay's Green Bay. Chargers at the Rams. Two L.A. teams going at it. Uh, start with you. What do you think here? I'm going to go Rams just because they've looked really good. But I know you're going to pick the Chargers, yeah. and it could be a trap game for the Rams, but the Rams look really good. I'm going to go Chargers here. I like the Chargers. I think this is a chance for them to do upset. Gurley got a little hurt last week. Don't think that's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, Rams are pretty good, but they've beaten two kind of crappy teams. I don't. This is finally their first chance to play a decent team with the Chargers, and I think the Chargers are going to play them pretty tough. Chicago at Arizona. Uh, if Buffalo's the worst team, you say Arizona's the second worst team in the league? Yeah, but I'm picking Arizona in this game. I know. Chicago no, I, I, yeah, I hate Chicago, but I'm picking Arizona just because I think it's going to be a close game, a low-scoring close game at halftime, and I think Arizona's going to bring out Josh Rosen in the second half, and I think Arizona think tears it up. will get electrified by that and win a close one against Chicago. I'm going Chicago. Arizona's got offensive line problems. Bears got Khalil Mack. That's all day Chicago for me. All right, Dallas at Seattle. Uh, this is an interesting game. It's, like I said, at Seattle, still a tough place to play, even though both, even though Seattle looks like a mess. We saw that last night uh, on Monday night, not last night. Um, I'm going to go Seattle here. I think Dallas is not that good. Um, I think they're kind of a fraud team, fraud good team. Uh, and I think Seattle's better. I think Russell Wilson's pretty decent. The Chicago doesn't, ha- and Dallas doesn't have that great of a pass rush, uh, and that's really the only problem Seattle has is that offensive line. Yeah, I'm going Seattle here. Uh, I don't know. I still think they got some talent on the offense. Um, just the offensive line's really bad, and the defense, you know, again has talent. It's well coached, but it's just not what it used to be. So I'm going to go Seattle. New England Patriots at the Detroit Lions. Detroit's 0-2, right? Yeah, so, I mean, they've started pretty bad. Patricia, uh, he gets to play his old team. Uh, maybe that, that will play a little bit of factor into it. But if Josh Gordon plays, New England's going to be the best team in the league. I'm going New England. You are saying they're better than Packers? No. Well, in terms of t- if Josh Gordon, I said on if did you listen to yesterday's show. Yeah. I said on last uh, yesterday's show that if uh, – they figure out the Josh Gordon situation. They get him, you know, he won't back in order. Week, yeah, they're talking about it. They get him back in order. They get him, you know, get his head right. I think he'll turn into, like, a Randy Moss situation. I don't know about that. I'm going to pick New England just because I don't see Bill Belichick uh, losing this game to his uh, 
to his former assistant. But it's a Sunday know, night game. Yeah, I mean, it's a the, shitty Sunday night Detroit's zero and two. They've, you know, they they came back against San Francisco. Got killed by the Jets. But you know, I think it's just going to be too hard for Bill Belichick to lose this game. Our last game Monday night, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh is a mess right now. You got players not showing up to practice. You got guys not hold are still holding out. You got the offensive line talking crap about Le'Veon Bell. It's a mess. Tampa Bay, it's looking like a, you know, surprising team right now, a surprise playoff contender early on with Fitzmagic. Where are you going here? I'm going Pittsburgh. Uh, I think this could be, you know, Monday night coming out party. Tampa Bay doesn't have that much of a home field advantage, uh, so I don't think that's going to play into factor. Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to win. You know, Tampa Bay has issues with their cornerbacks and stuff like that, so Antonio Brown's just going to have a field day, I feel like. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh does have some issues, but I do think they win this game. I don't think they fall to 0-2-1. And, and Tampa Bay, listen, you know, they're a good team. I think, you know, Fitzpatrick will make them, you know, a 500 team. But they're they they're not, you know, they're not going to be 3-0, I don't think. I don't know. They've beaten two good teams back-to-back weeks. Uh, they beat the Super Bowl champions last year. Fitzpatrick looks really good. That defense is a little shaky, but if they put up, you know, 50 points, it's going to be difficult for the Steelers, who have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, that looks like the combo right now. I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. I think Pittsburgh uh, starts to fall even more, go to 0-2-1. Um, and I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. They're going to start 3-0. They're going to have no choice but to start Fitzpatrick for week four uh, Thursday night. Uh, and I think it, it becomes – it's a pure QB competition right now in Tampa Bay, and I think that's pretty clear. Uh, and I think Fitzpatrick kind of shuts the door on Winston in the next couple of weeks. I agree. All right, well, that's it. Uh, we're going to do probably try to do this again next week. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, but other than that, that's it. Any last words, Jordan? Go Packers. All right, that's it. Uh, thank you, and uh, have a good day. That interview with Truman was brought to you by the same guy all interviews are brought to you by, Dee's Home Cuts. Dee's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting a haircut at Dee's for the last couple months. So has pretty much every guy from the ages of 16 to 24 in Northeast in northeast Ohio, in my area, is getting haircuts at these home cuts for the last couple months. He is a professional haircut stylist at a low price for only $7. These home cuts will provide you with a pet professional cut and styling. Uh, he's, he's always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and best haircut experience possible. Uh, go check out his Instagram, these home cuts, at these home cuts. You can search him. You'll find him easily. Um, there he'll be posting uh, all his haircuts, all his haircuts he's done the last couple of weeks. He's got post haircuts, all these videos before and after shots. Uh, so you can check him out if you're feeling a little nervous, which you shouldn't because he does a great job. Uh, easily though, there's a link in his bio, in link in his Instagram bio. You set it up, you go, you set it up really quickly, go into there, pay the $7, uh, and you'll be all set with a great haircut. For only $7, you won't find a cheap haircut anywhere, trust me. Uh, these home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we're going to move now to baseball like we usually do after football. Uh, I want to talk about Trevor Bauer. Um, so before the season, I talked about how my bold prediction was Trevor Bauer is going to win the Cy Young. Uh, and I was pretty much right on track. Uh, I'm still on track, I guess you could say now. It's looking more likely that he won't win because uh, they released the odds for MVP, Cy Young, stuff like that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, 
And because of the injury to his uh, right leg, he broke his right leg. Uh, he's been out the last couple of months, so he hasn't had the ch- opportunity to showcase his skills. But he's still 14 to one in the in the uh, Cy Young category. Um, I think next year will be his year to win the Cy Young because he'll get a full season, um, and he'll just dominate like he usually does. He was dominant before. Uh, he got hurt before he broke his leg. But he is coming back Friday. He'll be pitching against the Red Sox. That's huge for the Indians because some fans were a little worried that he wouldn't be pitching in the playoffs. But he will be back because he is a straight-up beast. And he is going to pitch lights out for the rest of the season in the playoffs. He's going to be our guy with Corey Kluber, Carrasco, and Clev. Uh, so the Indians are a team to watch out for now that we got uh, Trevor Bauer back. So next I want to talk about was, like I said, the MVP race, uh, which is heating up a little bit. Uh, I know Truman's boy Yelich hit a cycle the other day, and Truman's really hoping that he'll be the uh, MVP, NL MVP. Uh, although I don't, I'm not sure why, because the last NL MVP from the Brewers got caught using steroids. So what would happen if Yelich won? Huh, just something to think about. Uh, but anyways, we'll go American League. Obviously, you got the top five guys right now. You know, our Mookie, in terms of odds, uh, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout, Alex Bregman, Jose Ramirez. Um, those are the top five guys. I think Mookie Betts from the beginning, I think, is the guy. But J.D. Martinez has really uh, come on as of late, so I could see him, you know, winning that. But I think Jose does deserve contention. I don't think he's going to win it. Then, obviously, Trout is, you know, should be the odds on every single year MVP. But, uh... It's different this year. I kind of like that it's mixed up a little bit, but Trout, Trout deserves it too. All these guys deserve it. You know, Bregman, Ramirez, Trout, Martinez, and Betts. Uh, then we'll go to the NL. Javier Baez, Matt Carpenter, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Christian Yelich are the top five guys in terms of odds. Uh, I think Baez gets it. Baez has had a phenomenal season. Uh, he's the type of guy you could build a team around, um, and that's why I think uh, he deserves it. Yelich has been great. Uh, he's been great in the second half. He had a little rough first half in terms of you know batting average and stuff like that. But he did he does he did play better. Um, and he's like I said, he's hit two cycles uh, in the second half, which is insane. Really, really hard to do. Um, but he is a guy you can build a team around. Like I said, uh, and he's a, really a part of the reason as to why the Brewers are in playoff contention. Um, so I gotta give him props, and then Matt Carpenter has had a legendary season. So uh, second half, uh, some of his numbers are insane. Uh, so he could easily earn it. Nolan Arenado is the best defensive player in all of baseball, one of them, uh, and he has a pretty solid bet behind that too. So that's obviously helpful as well. Um, so that's it. That's all I want to talk about with baseball, basketball. We don't have any storylines, but in this industry. Over the past couple of months, I've uh, I've witnessed a pretty shocking and despicable pattern out of major news organizations, especially in sports. Uh, this is something I wanted to talk about in terms of basketball. You probably know what it is: the disrespect and, tr- and mistreatment. Of one of our games, one of NBA's greatest basketball players of all time, Carmelo Anthony. So last week was brought to my attention by my uncle. Uh, he sent me, he showed me the CBS top 100 players. I'm gonna pull it up right now as I'm talking. Uh, it showed me 
they did top 100. They ranked the top 100 players. Carmelo Anthony was nowhere to be found on this list. I'm going to let you digest that for a second. Carmelo Anthony was nowhere on the top 100 list. I'm going to scroll through this list real quick and read you off some of the names that were above Carmelo Anthony. And I get it. You may hate him, but there's no way some of these guys deserve it. So LeBron's number one. KD's number two. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, but we're going to keep scrolling down here. Ben Simmons, 19. Uh, until I find a name that I think is just completely insane. Uh, let's see. Kevin Love, 35. I know I was reading this last night and there's just some names on here that just don't make any sense. Even their positioning on here doesn't make any sense. Tobias Harris is number 51. You're telling me you have a chance to start a franchise. You have an opportunity to pick between Tobias Harris and Carmelo Anthony. You're going to pick Tobias freaking Harris over Carmelo Anthony on your team? Let's move on. 52, Gary Harris. Again, Carmelo Anthony's above him. Uh, let me see. 59. This is this is where we run into this pattern here. 59. So the 59th best player in the NBA. The best player in the NBA out of out of all these players, and basically the world, because the NBA is the best basketball organization in the world. So the 59th best player in the world, according to CBS, is Luka Doncic, the draft pick from. Where was he from? Slovenia or something this year? 59. He hasn't even played a minute. Not even a second of NBA action. NBA? I mean, what kind of crap is that? That makes literally zero sense. That makes no sense at all. Why a guy who hasn't played a minute, not even the first pick in the draft, is 59th overall. Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a lot of names on here that's just ridic ridiculous, but I'm going to move on just because I can't. DeAndre Ayton, 74. That makes a little bit more sense because he's number one overall, but still he's not better than Carmelo Anthony. Andre Roberson from the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, their shooting guard, their starting shooting guard who was hurt last year. He is not above Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony is the way better player than Andre Roberson. Robertson, whatever his name is, it doesn't make any sense. That is just a clear pattern of disrespect that Carmelo Anthony has received over his over the last couple of months, and I'm not going to stand for that anymore. We're we are officially planning. I know Truman's not here. TNT Sports Talk is, is a pro Carmelo Anthony podcast. I know Truman might say something different, but he's not here. So we're planting our our uh, flag in the hill right now. Carmelo Anthony is a top 100 and. NBA player. Let's move on because number eighty here in the eighties. Uh, there's some decent names on here. I'll give you that. Marvin Bagley. No, I'm just gonna Serge Ibaka. No, Dwight Howard is not a top. Is not better than Carmelo Anthony. And a hundred was John Collins, who has talent but is not a hundred NBA, not top one hundred NBA player. If you're telling me that Carmelo Anthony is not in the top 100 best basketball players in the world, you don't know what you're talking about. There is three to four guys on this list who haven't played a minute in the NBA, and you're telling me they're better than Carmelo Anthony? 
That makes zero sense at all. I'm telling you, Carmelo Anthony's going to come out this year. He's going to freak out. He's going to—he's taking all this disrespect, taking all this this uh, slander being thrown around on him, and he's putting that in his back pocket. And he's going to use that. And he's going to internalize that. And he is just going to come out and smack the NBA this year. He's going to make people remember his name again. He's going to take this disrespect and he might he might mess around and win an MVP. That's all I'm saying. I know it's it's really shocking, but he's got my money for MVP and I truly believe that. Uh, I think he could really mess around this year and he's playing with probably the best teammates he's ever played with. Finally playing with one of his best friends in Chris Paul. It's time for the mellow disrespect to stop. We're going to lead that charge. Hashtag stop disrespecting mellow. Uh, and that's all I wanted to say about that. So we're going to move on now to some segments. But before that, I wanted to remind you guys, obviously our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts, but it's also equally brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. You know these bigger landscaping companies, they show up, they they hire a million kids, they go through... 200 kids a summer because kids just quit they don't know who they are and they're just getting guys in and in and out uh guys will show up work for a week quit hire another guy show up work for a week quit andrew at a's lawn service has a group of guys he's known for a long time trustworthy guys that will put the work in uh guys that know what they're doing have experience uh so turn to a's for all your landscaping and home needs and you will not be disappointed uh it's getting the fall you still got to mow the lawn. It's getting, uh, we're getting into football season. You're not going to have as much time. Uh, the leaves leaves are going to be happening here soon. Leaves are going to be falling. Uh, everywhere you go, you're going to have to get the, bro- the, the rake out. You're going to have to get the blower out to blow them all to the curb so the city will pick them up. Um, but don't waste your time. Let A's do that. The phone number is 330-241-2392, and the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. All right, guys, let's get to some segments. Uh, we might squeeze in a non-sports story at the end, but I wanted to get to uh, question and answer. Pretty hot topic for question and answer, but we are going to do a minor sports story. The Ryder Cup is coming up uh, next weekend. I believe it's in France. Uh, like I cannot pronounce Le Golf de National or I don't know, the, the club, the course, whatever. Um if you don't know, the Ryder Cup is when the United States team plays the Europe team uh, in golf. I forget how many members are on the golf team for each team, but uh, you know some big names are playing. You know Tiger Woods, Austin Johnson. Tiger Woods is really the only name you really need to know. Uh, Justin Rose, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, these type of guys. Everybody's playing. Uh, so it sucks because I think Thursday and Friday. It's Thursday and Friday. It's on at like, or no, it's Friday Saturday, I believe. It's on at like. 2 a.m. because that's when they start in the morning and then they do a second round uh, in the afternoon which will start more around our time that we start getting up moving around so 2 a.m. because it's in France so that's gonna not a lot of viewership going on from the United States side but it's, I think it's at 6 a.m. on Sunday so a little bit better but still I wanted to touch on that uh, that's always an exciting event let's get into question and answer so we got this question submitted by a listener keep submitting those in uh, on Twitter and hit us up in those DMs. They're always open, like I said. Like I always say. They said, this is for Travis, because obviously Truman can't answer this because he's not here. And since no one's here, I get to talk for the next couple of minutes here about this question. So the question was asked, 
how many balls could I catch, could Travis catch, if you were to go one versus one, Jalen Ramsey's the corner, I'm the wide receiver, out of 100 times. So 100 times, me and, me and Jalen Ramsey are lining up against each other. He's the corner, I'm the receiver. How many balls do I catch out of 100? So we're going to break this down a little bit because I think I wanted to explain, I wanted to brag a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to give you a number real quick. I wanted to break it down before I give you the number so you don't so you don't turn it off as soon as I give you this number. So most people are thinking, Travis, he's an NFL corner. You're an ex scout team center on a high school football team. There's no way in hell you catch even a ball versus this guy. So I'm going to take you back to around years 2005, 2006, 7, one of those years, elementary school years. Take you back to the old neighborhood that I used to play. Uh, we had a big group of kids. We always would play football. Uh, and we played flag football or uh, rec league flag football. I was a wide receiver. I was big. I was a big kid. I was fat. Uh, and uh, I was slow. I'm still s- slow this day, although I haven't raced in a while. I was a chubby, fat, slow kid. But I had hands like you don't believe. I still kind of do. We'll get we'll get into that in a second. So this is going to help because it's going to kind of give me the background on me a little bit and my experiences. So growing up, I really wanted to be you know a wide receiver, running back. So I would go in my yard and I'd practice being a wide receiver, running back over and over and over again because that's all I wanted to be. I love Marion Barber for some reason. I love Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, those type of guys, Greg Jennings. Uh, I really wanted to be something like that. So I'd practice for hours out in my yard over and over again, running little drills, catching balls from Truman, who Truman really wanted to be a quarterback, uh, and get to flag football, and things are going well. I'm usually the quarterback because I had a pretty good arm. I was usually the quarterback in flag football, um, but I did have hands. My dad was the coach one year, so he knew me, and Truman used to always play catch. Um, I would run routes for him, and I'd catch the ball. Um, so he used me a little bit there, and I, I flashed a little bit. I had a little bit of flash in me. Nobody really utilized me to the best of my abilities all throughout my entire professional career, uh, organizational career playing football, organizational football. Um, and that's why people don't believe in me when I say this number. So fast forward, freshman year of high school. Uh, no, fast forward to tackle football. After flag football ends, you go to tackle. I show up first day. They put me on a scale. They slap an X, X on my helmet. I'm not allowed to carry the ball. I'm too overweight to carry the ball. Um, even though I think I had the skills to be a top running back slash wide receiver. Uh, even though I wasn't allowed to carry the ball in a game, I could carry it in practice. And i do anything I could to get the ball. Um, and I would just juke people out. I was running around. I was trucking people. Because I was usually, like I said, I was about 20 pounds over everybody in terms of weight. So, uh it wasn't that hard to truck people, but uh, obviously that changed. But still, I had great hands. I can still catch the ball even better. So, But the, I can't carry the ball, so they throw me on the offensive and defensive line, and that's where I stick my entire football career. I uh, move around. I play every position on the defensive line, play every position on the offensive line, middle school through high school. Finally stick my senior year at center. Wasn't very good. Uh, was the scout team center, fourth string center. Only would go in when we're up. 72 to 7 because we had a pretty good team my senior year um also during that my freshman year i broke my wrist uh it's still broken to this day i played with it 
all throughout my sophomore year. Yeah, that's right. I'm kind of a badass. I played on a broken wrist my entire sophomore year. No big deal. Uh, but I just really didn't want to get a cast. Ended up having surgery. Uh, and the wrist is still broken to this day because I let it go for so long that the bone that broke just died and it never healed. So my wrist is still broken to this day. So it's a little, little tender here and there. Anyways, so that's where I'm at. I finish up football. And I lose 60 pounds of weight, lose 70, 60, 70 pounds worth of weight. I get my speed, I get my speed a little bit back. So, and I can't play football anymore. So there's no reason. So I start catching balls a little bit more, playing a little bit more in the backyard. Um, and let me tell you, even with my weight at 230 when I was at my highest, I'd say 230, I was still a good wide receiver. Nobody really ever gave me the chance to play wide receiver, even though I could probably cook most people. I swear to God, my feet, uh, slow feet don't eat. I have some of the best feet you'll ever meet. I got, uh, that rhymed. I even have uh, great hands still. My hands are unmatched by anybody. You line me up against anybody 10 times, I guarantee you they don't lock me down at all. You can you talk to a bunch of guys I've played with, uh, Truman, uh, my cousin Spencer's been on, Dom, Brett, Zach, all these guys that I've played against. Uh, they know nobody can guard me straight 10 times in a row. So that leads to the question, 100 times in a row. Uh, how many times could somebody beat me? I'd say right now, they beat me about 30 times. I beat you about 70, an average guy off the street. Now, let's let's throw in Jalen Ramsey into that question. Jalen Ramsey, probably the best corner in the NFL, one of the arguably the best defense players in the NFL, shuts down guys, big trash talker, uh, is an intimidating guy to people who don't play in the NFL. So I'm going to walk in there. I'm going 100 reps of one-on-one drills. I need an accurate quarterback. So I'm just going to throw in here. I get Aaron Rodgers at QB, all right? Uh, you give me a week to work with Aaron. Uh where I get used to catching what he's throwing, get used to how he wants me to run, stuff like that, I'll pick that up pretty quickly. Um, and I'm going to walk out there, and I'm going to get all pumped up, and Jalen's going to be talking. I ain't going to be listening because I know that I can do this. So 100 times lined up on a field, a field I'm comfortable with, my home field. So we'll go to Medina football field where I played high school ball and a fourth-string scout team center from high school. We'll be lining up against an all-pro corner in Jalen Ramsey. How many times do I catch the ball of that 100? I'm not going to say I catch it 70 to 60 times because there's no way in hell I do that. I'm giving myself 10. I think I catch the ball 10 times out of 100 versus Jalen Ramsey. If Aaron Rodgers, or at least an accurate quarterback, throwing me the ball, I catch it 10 times out of 100. These feet will not be beat. I'm not going to be intimidated by him talking trash. As soon as I catch that first ball, all the pressure's on him because I'm not supposed to catch the ball. He's supposed to stop me every single time. As soon as I catch that first ball, I slowly start to get in his head. I start talking a little trash. I'm probably the best trash talker you'll ever meet. Um, and I catch another one. I catch another one. He's going to show up, try to be physical. I'm going to out-physical him. I'm going to be more physical. Uh, I'm, I'm going to run on stamina. He's used to taking some breaks on the sideline. We're going 100 in a row. I'm going to beat him on stamina. I'm going to catch 10 balls. I guarantee it. He, he's not going to intimidate me. He's not going to scare me. And I guarantee you I catch at least 10. And a lot of people are going to hate on that. But the people who hate on that are the same people who can't even guard me five times in a row. So that's what I wanted to say. People ask me that. 
I, I like doing that. It's more of those questions, Travis athlete questions. Because let me tell you, I'm a sneaky athlete. Uh, most people still view me as that kind of, you know, that that chubby kid. But uh, I dropped some pounds, gained a little muscle, and let me tell you, I'm not afraid to go out there and go against anybody. So anytime, any viewer, anybody listening right now, you want to go against me. We'll we'll do ten times, not hundred because hundred's a lot. We'll do ten times. I guarantee you won't you won't shut me down all ten times. I'm going to catch at least one because I got the feet that uh, nobody else believes I can cut on a dime, and that's all you need is straight route running, and you'll be a stud in the end, and you'll be a stud. And I'm one of the best route runners I, I've ever seen. Uh, so, so what does a underutilized wide receiver running back that played scout team center? How does he beat an all-pro corner like Jalen Ramsey? You just got to have the confidence and ability and knowing in yourself that you'll catch at least 10 balls over this guy. I think I'll catch more than 10, but I'm going to go 10 right now. And I'm going to get a lot of hate on that. But like I said, the same people who are going to be hating on me for that are the same people who can't guard me 10 times in a row and shut me down all 10 times. So that's all I'm saying. I think I come in there. Jalen's going to be talking. He's going to think, oh, I got this guy. I got, I'll got. i get him locked up because that's easy. He's going to think he's better than me, and he, probably, he is. But he won't beat me 10 times. He won't beat me 100 times in a row. There's no way in hell he beats me 100 times in a row. And that's it right there. As soon as I catch that first ball, I start building a little bit of real estate in his head. Next thing you know, by the end, I got a mansion in his head. He's not talking anymore, and I'm beating his ass 10-plus times out of 100. Book it. 10-plus times out of 10. 10 to... I don't know. I'm not going to throw a number out there, but I'm saying I catch at least 10. That's it right there. I catch 10 balls versus Jalen Ramsey out of 100 one-on-one drills. That's it. Uh, that's the show today. Uh, we'll end on that note. Again, if you want, if you don't believe me, set it up. Go ahead. Text me a DM. I'll send us. I'll send you a time. We'll pick a field that's you know even between ours. You, I'll get a quarterback. You don't have to worry about getting the quarterback. I'll show up. We'll run 10, 10 one-on-one drills. I will beat you at least one to two times at least. You won't lock me up all 10 times. I know that for a fact. Um, no matter what level you're at. Because I can beat Jalen Ramsey 10 times out of 100. So other than that, that's our show today. I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Shout out D's. Uh, Dom's tried to guard me before. He can he can witness it. Uh, he can't guard me. Nobody, nobody can guard me. Okay, I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, I'm one of the best receivers I know flat out i may not look like it never really given the opportunity in high school middle school ball uh but i'm one of the best receivers i know even when i was 230 when i was playing center i could beat anybody on the field it's just straight up facts uh want to thank you to our sponsors d's hoe cuts and a's lawn service go on to itunes give us five stars rate review subscribe follow us on twitter at tnt sports talk 12 instagram uh Follow us on there. Listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 12 to 1, our YouTube. Uh, we're going to do more of these little interviews with Sherman, hopefully. Um, we got a couple more interviews with some athletes coming up. Go on our Twitter if you want to be a guest. Go on our Twitter if you have any comments, concerns, stories you want us to talk about, stuff you like, stuff you didn't like, and if you want to guard me, if you really want to subject yourself to that embarrassment, go ahead. Uh, other than that, have a great day, and tune in on Tuesday. We're going to have a great show. We're going to break down week three. It's going to be a crazy week in the NFL. Um, we'll, I'm here to help break it down so you don't feel overwhelmed. Thanks, guys.